Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And for the first time here on the Where the Bear podcast, a special baseball edition. Oakland co-head baseball coach Jackie Healy joining us here today. And coach, it's that time of the year. Opening day is right around the corner. You guys get it going this week. Welcome to the Where the Bear podcast. Hey, don't yeah. screw this up, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to be here. I've heard a lot of hype about this. I'm, I'm thrilled to be uh, the first guy from baseball, and I'm looking forward to a good little session here. Yeah, absolutely. And all season long, we'll, we'll work you in. We'll work Colin in here. We'll get players in here. So it'll be a lot of fun chopping it up all season long. But, Coach, wanted to, to start in with you guys as we talked about you guys get things going coming up this week. In, in terms of your your non-league portion of your schedule, I should say, as you guys will square off against Pittsburgh. That's, yeah, it's that's uh, somebody that you know something yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. My, my first year in coaching, I was at Pitt. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate to to be there. They they got a great staff. They're, you know, ACC now. When I was there, we were in the Big East. We won team school record 45 games. Uh, they haven't been what they what they were then, but, you know, I'm excited to see those guys. And, you know, there's nothing more I would rather do than uh, – put a nice beating on him so <laughs> we'll see there you there you go coaching and, and I wanted to touch on you with that in particular your demeanor and we'll get into to this year's squad and everything like that but you're a guy you're a coach when you take the field against Pittsburgh or Florida State or USC or UCLA or UIC or Northern Kentucky you expect to win those ball games. yeah yeah you know I I'm assuming that every coach in the country wants to win every single game, but I'm I, I also assume that there's some guys who, in the back of their head, you know, hold pitchers to a, you know a certain limit or play the game a certain way on opening weekend and things like that. But you know, my mentality has always been, you know, I'd rather look bad and win than look good and lose. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm very excited to go down there. I, I love competing, and you know, right now for me, it's just competing as a coach, but. You know, I try to pass that on to our players. I, I want them to compete at the highest level, and I want them to win because if they can win here, they're going to win after here. Um, and, and every game is a must-win game for me. There's no uh, – it, it, we'll just go out there and see how it goes. I want to win every single game, and it's upsetting when, you know, you give games away or you, you, you give your best effort and you come up short. I just don't like losing. I, I hate losing more than I like winning. Yeah, absolutely. That And a lot of coaches will say that. They'll say the – it's a it's a it's a non-fair it's a not fair it's a, proposition it's a, it, yeah it's a huge cliche but I, I, I truly truly mean it I absolutely hate losing it co that's why coaches are crazy to me because the the anger from losing the disappointment from losing never matches the high of winning yeah never yeah I just think you know winning you know winning cures everything but Losing just brings the worst out in people, but sometimes it brings the best out in people. Uh, you know, you learn from your mistakes. You learn what you can do better. Um, you know, I think our guys kind of saw that last year when we, when we, when we, when the coaching change was made. There was a, a kind of a different feel. And you know, the three things that we talk to our guys about when you know we recruit guys or when they're here is, you know, first and foremost, you want to get a quality education. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Both my parents were teachers. Uh, you know, you got to you got to get an education. I, I also want to develop guys athletically. I want them to reach their full potential. And last, I want to win as many games as possible. Um, you know, I you know, I think guys have a huge chip. You know, Oakland is a small, unknown school for baseball. You know, some guys on our team get overlooked by bigger schools. So I hope that the guys have a chip on their shoulder the same way the coaching staff does. They're, you know, I feel that we're a passionate, angry coaching staff. You know, we, we want to do great. We love being here at Oakland. But we want to, you know, we want to move on to bigger and better things just like everybody else. You know, some guys have aspirations of playing professional baseball. 
you know, one day I'd love to coach in professional baseball. So in order for to, you know, to get there, you have to have success and to have success. That means winning. And that means winning here. There's no, there's no question about that, but coach, you, you talked about it, this baseball program may be overlooked to a degree that that's starting to change. And uh, again, we'll get into to this season and the prospects for this season, but that's a good segue into this. You look at guys like Mike Brasso, who, who probably will be breaking camp in, in the double-A organization of the Tampa Bay Rays. Zach Sterry taken in the eighth round of the Major League Baseball draft by the Boston Red Sox. Jake Paulson's had some success in the minor leagues as well. This program's coming, isn't it? I mean, it, it's not going to stay this way, as you talked about, maybe overlooked. If you keep knocking on the door with guys like this that are having professional success, it, it won't be like this for long. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously that's fantastic for those guys. That's, that's every, you know, kid's dream. But for me, you know, the way I look at it is those are just three guys of, you know, 20 to 25 guys I've been around since my first year at Pitt to my current year here at Oakland that, you know, we've developed to be professional players. And the one thing that stands out of that is none of those guys were drafted out of high school. Um, you know, so you can look at us and say, man, those guys really know what they're doing. They're developing guys to get to the next level. You know, three out of the five coaches on our staff played, uh, you know, professional baseball. We know what it takes to get there. We know what it took to kind of have some success at that level. So I think the guys really buy into that because they'd be lying to us if they weren't. Every kid in our team wants to play professional baseball. Every kid that comes in as a freshman, you know, you tell them when you recruit them, I only want you to be here three years. You tell the junior college guys, I only want you to be here a year. You should have a chip on your shoulder coming to Oakland in order to get to that next level. Play angry. Play, uh, you know, you know, play angry. <laughs> I like the double clutch there, Coach. That was smart by you. <laughs> Jackie Healy, co-head baseball coach, joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. All you got to do, go on iTunes, search Golden Grizzlies or Wear the Bear, click subscribe, and you are in there. Also available on SoundCloud for the non-iPhone users as well. The same search criteria applies. But Coach, you, you talked about it. You're a former professional player. A little bit of background on you. You got drafted by the Houston Astros. Coming out of college, you still hold pretty much every major hitting record at Youngstown State to this day. You know, you've been to that mountaintop before. You, you've, you've got the phone call from the, uh, from the major league side in the Houston Astros. You've been on SportsCenter Top 10 and the not Top 10 all, same the, week. all in the same, same week. week. Break that down for everyone. Okay. How, how, how does one get on the SportsCenter Top 10 and the not Top 10 in the same week? So in spring training, you know, I'll just use a, a bigger name. Let's say Miguel Cabrera wants to only play five innings on a Monday. Well, he, you know, Brad Osmus or Garden Hire needs to find a guy to fill those last four innings. So that's when they call up minor league guys. For minor league guys, it's great because minor league guys don't get paid in spring training. So when they go play in those big league games, depending upon the club, the Astros, you got $300 to go play in a big league game. That's whether you play, you go up there, you sit the bench for nine innings, it really doesn't make a difference. So that was a huge opportunity for me because I, I made $600 in one week. I felt like a millionaire. <laughs> but uh, not top ten. It was, I think, the seventh or eighth inning. Jose Altuve's playing second base. Uh, Michael Bourne at the time is playing center field for the Astros. And it was first and second, one out. And there was a tailor-made, you know, chopper over the pitcher's mound that was hit hard enough where I could field it at shortstop, touch the bag, throw to first, inning-ending double play going to the dugout. Um, Jose said, I got it, I got it. I said, no, I got it, I got it. He said, mine, mine, mine. And I backed off. Jose Altuve is a big leaguer. I'm not going to right. I'm not going to knock him. 
He stopped, I stopped, ball rolled into center field. Runner from first scored, obviously runner at second scored. Um, that night, I went out to dinner with my family and a couple buddies. I was actually at a hibachi steakhouse, and I feel my phone just absolutely blowing up. Uh-huh. I mean, text messages, phone calls, I mean, Twitter, everything. I look at it, I see all these numbers, I'm like, I haven't talked to some of these people in, you know, three, four years. What do they want? So dinner ends, and I look at them, and I, I go back to the hotel, Sports Center, not top ten. We were the not top ten play that week. Um, <laughs> with Jose Altuve. With Jose Altuve. And I forget who it was at the time, but he kind of made a comment on the air of Sports Center. He said, the shortstop was not fortunate enough to make the big league roster after this play. So that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, the Sports Center top ten, I made number three. Same situation, big league game. Um, there was a ball in the hole. I dove for it, and I threw to first base from my knees. It was it was a good play, but it wasn't number one that week. But it was funny because you go from, you know, the not top ten, number one, to the number three top play. So it was All good. in one week. All That's in one week. Easy. <laughs> it's a great story. Baseball co-ed coach Jackie Healy joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Coach, let's get into this year's squad here. And as you guys get ready to roll and head down to Florida to take on Pitt, Old Dominion, Iowa, you know, certainly a formidable uh, lineup in terms of getting the season started. But, Coach, this baseball team this year don't have the services of Zach Sterry, which you didn't coming down the stretch. And you guys were still nine innings away from playing for an appearance in, in, in a regional. So, Coach, I guess I say – the, the characters, cast of characters changes a little bit. Does the style of play, does Golden Grizzlies baseball style change a lot this year or no? I, I think it does to some degree. And when I say that, I mean from the power numbers that we had. You know, Zach Steary was a huge, huge piece of our lineup last year. He consistently hit in the three or four, four hole from his freshman year on. You know, there's not too many guys who can say that at any level of college baseball. that You come in as a freshman and you're inserted into the three or four hole immediately. Um, you know, losing him is a big deal. Losing Tyler Pagano is a big deal, too. Big deal, big deal too. You know, he hit 13 to 15 home runs. Um, you know, he was up for conference player of the year at the end of the year. He's first team all conference. You know, you're talking about 30 home runs between two guys and probably close to 100 runs driven in and probably scoring 100 runs. So, you know, anytime you lose two guys like that, it's a huge, huge difference. You know, the one thing I've been telling people when they ask about the team is I think that this team – can be a better team than what we were last year, but we're not as talented as what we were last year because you lose guys like that. You know, whoever is the opening day first baseman or whoever's the opening day DH has some really, really big shoes to fill. I'm not saying they're going to fill them, but they need to play at their highest level and give our team the best chance to win, whether that means, you know, hitting a, a basis clearing double or laying a bunt down from moving a runner to second and third. You know, those things are going to make up for that Steri-esque Pagano-esque type of player but you know the one special thing about those two guys last year was at any given time you felt that they could come up and they were going to knock the ball out of the yard and you know to hit 15 home runs in a season with two guys it, it, it's pretty it's pretty special it's there's not too many guys who do that so it, it's huge shoes to fill but I do think we are a better team I think this team has a little bit more camaraderie than the team did last year you know you return Jake Lee, Connor Bowers, two guys who consistently threw on the weekends for us last year. You know, we we're looking for Nick Parr to be, you know, to take a jump up from what he was last year. Last year he started as a weekend guy. He moved to the bullpen. You know, we need him to be 
consistent. I, I actually believe Nick Parr has the best stuff on the pitching staff. It's just him mentally putting it together, getting into a routine, making sure he's doing the right things. Throwing strikes. Throwing strikes, period. <laughs> Throw strikes and give right. us a chance. That's all we're asking. We're not asking to go out there and strike 27 guys out. Give us a chance. Throw five, six innings. We can get into our bullpen. I feel our bullpen is much better than what it was last year. We bring in a couple of key freshmen. You have some guys who threw some big innings last year. Um, I think we have an opportunity to do some special things, and hopefully we're there at the end of the year. We're playing on the last Sunday and give us a chance to potentially play after the conference tournament. Jake Lee, a guy that you brought up, certainly will be a, a central figure in, in everything, not only that you want to do from a pitching, spa, pitching staff perspective, but your team goals as oh, well. If you yeah. want to win, Jake Lee's got to be a central player. Oh, yeah, and I mean he he's good enough to beat anybody. You know, last year you talk about – me having a mentality of winning every game. You know, we're at Florida State. We're up 7 nothing in the sixth or seventh inning, I think it was. And, you know, Jake Lee's at 110 pitches. And I'm looking at Colin and Torrey and Hayden going, we're sending him back out there. He <laughs> might throw 200 today because this yeah. is going to be a monster, monster win. You know, Florida State ended up winning the game, and it was the biggest comeback win in Mike Martin's 200-year career. <laughs> but, you know – He's a guy who he's got a chance to win 10 to 12 games every time he steps on the mound. He's a guy who can go out there and he's going to consistently give you five to seven innings. You know, when you hear the word workhorse, he's the epitome of it. And he's throwing five pitches right now for a strike. You know, he's consistently sitting low 90s for us. He's touching 96 every once in a while. Like, he's a really, really good arm. And he's, you know, he he's a very, he's just a hard worker. He's just a great kid who goes out there. He works hard. He gives his guys, you know, his teammates a chance to have some success. And, you know, he's one of those guys who he just wants to win. You know, last year at the conference tournament, he throws a gem against Valpo. And, I am I mean, we're five minutes after the game. He comes up to me and said, I'll throw whenever you need me to. That's the kind of guy you want. Those guys are special guys. So he's the focal point of our pitching staff. Guys look up to him. He, you know, he's helping out the younger guys. You know, what he does this year, whether he wins 10 or loses 10 games, he's going to be a key part of the pitching staff. You guys in the preseason poll picked to finish fifth. Wright State, UIC, the, the usual the usual suspects up there at the top. Certainly Wright State is as good offensively as, as anybody around UIC. The same story. How do you, Jackie Healy, co-head baseball coach, where do you see you guys fitting in? You know, last year's last year, uh, you know, you can look back, and UIC had a very, very good team. You know, they were sound all over the field. They led the country in fielding percentage. You know, their pitchers threw strikes. They gave their defense a chance. Uh, you know, it all came together for them. You know, talking with the Coach D, you know, he, he's one of the he, – he's the godfather of the Horizon League. He's been here for, you know, 20 years. He's, he's an unbelievable guy. He's an unbelievable mentor to some of the younger coaches. You know, I truly look up to him. I looked up to him when I played in the Horizon League. Um and he kind of said it best last year. He said, you know, two years ago, you know, I couldn't stand this team. They drove me nuts. And it all came together over for them for the summer. They put it together. They put the work in the fall. And they're down in the Southern Miss Regional nine months later. Um, you know, Wright State is is a very, very well-coached team. Coach Mercer does a great job. Uh, they recruit at a high level. They've had a ton of success since, you know, the Rob Cooper days to the Greg Lovelady days. Um, you know, they return a lot of guys. They return some key guys from injuries. Um, they're they're going to be top of the league every year. They should be one or two every single year. Um, you know, I I think from, you know, the two to six mark this year, it's it's really anyone's game. I th I'm not saying Wright State's penciled in to win it, you know, but 
you know, from two to six, you know, everyone's competing for that first round by come conference tournament. That's absolutely huge in, in terms of pitching and winning that weekend. So, well, as um, I always say, coach, you can't lose if you don't play. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt, of course. Um, I I see us in that two to three mark. I really do. You know, you, you finish in last year in third place. You know, yeah, we lose Sterry and Pagano, but for the most part, we return seven guys. You know. On the quote-unquote offensive side of the ball, you return two out of your three guys on the weekend. You add some key pieces. Um, you know, I think it's really anyone's league. It's been anyone's league for the last 15 years when I played in it and just watching it, you know. I think we have a really good shot. Well, Coach, we had a good shot here today, and you certainly took it. Great job here on your first ever Wear the Bear podcast. What did you think? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's yeah. really cool. Um, I'm excited to do my next one. Yeah, and we will. And, and of course, we'll get uh, Colin Kaline here, the other Golden Grizzlies co-head baseball coach as well. We'll work some guys yeah. in here as well. We'll chop it up. We'll tell some stories. It'll be a fun season, Yeah, coach. we got some We got some funky guys. So I'd start with Schwerz. I'd mix in freshman Bo Keithley. He's, he's a big character. He keeps everybody loose, but, you know, It'll we'll be mix a fun them in. Year. Yeah, yeah. There'll be there'll be, there'll be no doubt about that. But appreciate you carving out the time, Coach. Certainly appreciate everybody for listening to the Wear the Bear podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.